You are listening to episode 275 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I love when other guests connect me to a new guest. NFL veteran Arthur Motes, who joined me for a Life Mastery conversation two summers ago and then shared a story for Awaken Your Soul Sunday this past year, connected me with today's guest and I am beyond grateful. Not only is today's guest insanely inspirational, she's also living with an invisible disease. Megan Meyer enjoys motivating and helping people to reach their goals and finds client success and happiness as the ultimate reward in working in the fitness industry. Megan oversees all of the Faster Fitness locations as well as the Faster Supplement line, and her recent venture comes as a partner and director of operations for gymsup.org, a private label supplement company. But in 2015, at the age of 23, Megan became ill and went through rigorous testing to try and figure out the root cause of what was going on. Over the past six years, Megan has learned a lot while trying to navigate her illness, from her day-to-day life, work relationships, and more, and she's really hoping to connect with anyone going through a similar battle and try and offer support and guidance. And that's exactly what she's doing on today's episode as we also discuss her journey. This week's episode is brought to you by Spiritually Seeking. When you go to spiritually-seeking.com and enter the promo code podcast at checkout, you can save 20% on numerology reports, life guidance sessions, and more. Head to spiritually-seeking.com and enter the promo code podcast at checkout. Now, are you ready to meet Megan? You know what to do. (laughs) Tune in, turn it up, let's go. with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey, Megan. Welcome to the show. I've been looking forward to our conversation, and I'm so happy that Arthur connected us. Same. Super excited to be here and looking forward to the conversation. Megan, I know you have quite the story to share. Will you tell us more about how you learned you had an autoimmune disease and the lead up to it? Yeah, so crazy enough, um, for 23 years of my life, I was super healthy, right? Um, Played three sports in high school, did uh, track in college. I felt really good. I never really went to the doctor for a whole lot of anything. And uh, one day in November, I woke up and just didn't feel well. This would have been uh, six years ago at this point, right? So um, I woke up, I felt really drained, down, lethargic, just not myself. I'm a very energetic person. I run around a lot. I do a lot of things. I try to stay busy. And uh, I told my then fiance, I said, man, I just don't feel good. And, uh, you know, initially when something like that happens, you think the more common illnesses, you know, we we looked at mono. Um, If you name it, I've been tested for it at this point. Um, So crazy enough. So I go through a bunch of more, I'm going to say basic testing. Um, It leads me to my PCP. He finds that my platelets are a little bit low and he leads me to hematology. So we get to hematology and he's like, you know, he's putting me through every test he can think of. Um, We don't really know what direction to go. I'm still having symptoms, but on paper, I essentially look pretty good. Um, And now at this point, 23, I'm fresh into my career and my world's essentially been flipped upside down, right? So thankfully for me, I work for um, a family-owned company. They are the best family I know. Um, they, they treat me as such, and they were there for me the whole step of the way, along with my, my family, who lives 
three hours away for, from where I live. So I get oh, wow. sick. I'm three hours away from my own family, but thankfully I have, you know, my family in Pittsburgh to help me. So, um, I get to hematology. He's putting me through all these tests. He doesn't think he's going to find anything. And finally he says, Hey, let's do a bone marrow biopsy. Maybe it'll tell us something. Uh, so we do the biopsy and what comes back is I have what's called aplastic anemia. And for anybody that ever Googled that, it's very scary. So, um, on my end, I have a, a very mild case where I just have to have my blood monitored, um, my white blood counts, my red blood counts, my platelets. I get blood work every uh, quarter. Um, mm. But when you look at that, a lot of people need transfusions and other things. So on my end, um, it looks like a possible autoimmune induced aplastic anemia versus I had aplastic anemia and it caused these symptoms. Mm. Um, but to this day, so uh, six years later, I still don't have a strict diagnosis on the autoimmune side of things. Um, it's a journey that we're still on. Um, it looks like lupus and lupus is actually one of the only autoimmune diseases that can mess with your bone marrow. So it seems very likely, but again, on paper and in all lupus testing, um, I still look okay. I haven't necessarily flagged for a lot of those. I just have a lot of those kind of symptoms, right? So uh, part of the craziness of my story, I've been to Cleveland Clinic, National Institute of Health, um, and I've come back to Pittsburgh and I absolutely love my doctors here. And they, they know me well at this point. They listen to what I have to say. Um, and I don't want to go anywhere else at this point, but yeah, yeah. we're still in, the, in search essentially, but yeah. So fresh out of college, feeling good, newly engaged, uh, just moved into an apartment with my fiance, live in the dream, love my job, things like that. And I woke up and didn't feel well. And we're still going through that six years later. Wow. And bam, just life changes. Just, just like that. Instant. How was it for you when there were no, and still to this day, when there's like no clear answers, like how does that kind of mentally mess with you, especially when you were first trying to figure out like, okay, what is going on? And it's like, oh no, you're okay here. You're okay here. Was that like almost defeating? Like, I know I don't feel well. Why is this not showing up in tests? hundred percent. And, and I would say to this day, it's still one of the harder things to deal with, but I've, mm -hmm. I've come, you know, as you go through the journey, I've come to the point where we're treating it as such. And even if we had a diagnosis or strict diagnosis, would it change the way that I want to treat it? Probably not. Um, so that part of it, it definitely gives you your battles, right? Like when I go to the doctor, if we've had a different test done, you know, I'm anxious, am I going to get an answer? And at the other end of things, you know, when we started doing the testing, I had all the fears of, cancer and different things that you didn't know what was to come. Right. So, right. um, you know, there are some days where I think, yes, I, at the end of the day would like an answer. Um, but where I am now, I think I've come to terms with this is it, this is how I am. Um, it's going to progress. The only aspect that changes as I get older is, you know, eventually my husband and I would like to have children. So, uh, wondering kind of what it is, can I pass it down? And those kind of things has made that right. part of the process as we get older, just a little more, you know, we have to look at things a little bit differently. Um, but yeah, it's, that's definitely one of the most challenging pieces is striving for an answer. And to be honest, one that I don't know I'm ever going to get, and we're just going to treat it as the symptoms more so than a specific disease. I can imagine that that in itself is like something that you have to be mindful every day, but you also like kind of can't hold on to it and let it run your life. I mean, the victim mentality is something that I think we've all danced with. Some of us dance with it a little bit longer than others, but how do you yourself not stay in victim mentality of, Oh, this happened to me. You know, you could just be very down and not do anything with your life. You could live in that mode. What is your fuel that keeps you from staying in that? Yeah, I would say, honestly, my support, the people around me, um, I and, you know, and honestly, probably being in the fitness industry a ton, because I'm around such positive people. And when you're in an environment like that, it just honestly, I don't know that there's a way to not be lifted up with it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, you know, and part of it for me, too, is 
um, just not wanting to get stuck in what I'm dealing with. Um, if that makes sense, you know, it's, uh, it's something that I obviously live with daily, but at the end of the day, I don't want it to define me and I don't want it to be a hundred percent of who I am. Um, which is also the crazy part about an invisible disease, right? Because there are so many days where people are like, Oh, you look great, this and that. And then, and deep down, you're like, well, I feel really bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm having a bad health day. So even though I look good, I don't feel good. Um, but no, I, I would have to attest the, the gym and being around positive people for not letting me get in a rut. Um, you know, my husband's great. We, we laugh a lot and do things like that too. So it's very easy to be distracted in a sense. Um, and don't get me wrong. There are plenty of come to life moments where you're like, ah, oh, this is it. I'm having a bad day and I just need to lay down and it is what it is. But on the other end of things, um, I think being around people and having that great support system allow you to get out of it and not get stuck in it. You're very vocal about your journey. Has this always been the case or, or did you find yourself maybe being like a little bit, you know, closed off in the beginning? I would definitely say closed off. And uh, I only the people that know me very well can tell without me saying something that I don't feel well. Um, mm. Just like you said, the victim card, right? I don't want to be the victim. I don't want the, oh, poor Meg, things like that, right? Um, but the people that are closest to me can usually sense it, even if I don't say anything, but it would also be hard for me. I would go through phases where, um, you know, I would try to put on a front and be good, generate my own energy um, and try to be good. And then all of a sudden I would start being short with those closest to me. And like most people, right, we treat those that love us and we know we're going <laughs> to yeah. be there for us worse because we know at the end of the day, they're still going to be there for us. They're our safe space. Yeah. Yeah. And I would go through this cycle where I would be good, but I knew I could trust them. So a good example is, um, you know, at the gym that we run, I would go on the floor and I'm all energetic and I'm interacting with people and I'm smiling and this and that. And when I would go into our office, I share an office with my boss, I would close the door and kind of shut down and he would try to talk to me and I would be very short and things like that. And I started to realize that this was happening. And I'm like, that's not fair to him. You know, he obviously understands on one end of things, but it's also not fair to him that 10 minutes ago I was out interacting, but to conserve my energy and to try to make myself feel better, I would go in there and shut down. So mm. I started to kind of notice more often um, that I was shutting it away from people. And, th and that really helped me kind of open up. And I just started to be more open and uh, was just able to tell the people that I'm closest to more often, like, hey, I'm not feeling good today. So if I'm a little bit short, I'm just being open with you versus trying to act like it wasn't an issue and yeah. keep pushing forward. And I think that part of it for me is what then made me want to share my journey a little bit more because, um, you know, it was really, it's, I don't want to be a burden on those closest to me. And I felt like a burden for a long time. And some days I still do, because again, it's been six years. There's no, there's no new conversation. A lot of it is the same, right? Hey, I went yeah. to an appointment. Hey, here's what we're dealing with. Things like that. Right. Um, so I felt like a burden in that aspect. And uh, as I learned that those people don't see me as a burden and all they want to do is be there for me and help me, it's made me realize that I feel like as a society, sometimes we put that bubble out there of like, Hey, people go through their stuff and they're going to be good. And I was like, you know what? Somebody need, there's no support group for, you know, invisible disease, right? There's gotta, mm -hmm. and there's gotta be people like myself who were afraid to talk about it or like trying to go through it all on their own. And I was like, it's okay to talk about it. And it's good that the people around, you know, exactly where you're at so that if I am a little bit shorter, they understand that. And in one sense, I was like, man, I want to open up this story more because it's something that again, unless, unless I tell you people aren't going to be able to see it. And I like to hope that someday somewhere, somebody's going to be like me and starting out on the journey and not sure what's to come and have somebody that they can look at and say, all right, I can either talk to this person or 
this is normal. This is what yes. people go through and it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, they, they can resonate in some way and just be yeah. like, oh, okay, like I'm not that different. This is a struggle. I can get through this. How did you have to start honoring your body more when it came to, okay, I'm noticing this about myself. I need to rest. I'm sure like as someone like you, who's very active and, and fitness oriented, just resting could be difficult. <laughs> so difficult. Um, and that's to this day, still a battle as well in a sense of some of the things I love to do the most make me sick, right? Um, mm. My body just can't handle certain exertions anymore, um, especially if it's hot. The heat and the sun are my biggest battle. I uh, I just don't, like most people get, they feel a little drained. I get crushed, right? Um, so for example, playing basketball is one of my favorite things to do, but I also have learned that I'm, it's probably going to make me sick. So you face that battle of, um, and I've learned resting helps to a degree, but I would spend weeks just laying on the couch trying to feel better and I never got better. So I also learned that completely shutting off exercise was not good physically or mentally. I wasn't getting better physically. Um, but as I've gone through this, I've learned that I do have limits and I need to respect those limits a little bit more because I'm also not doing myself any favors. So for me, there are things like basketball that I will do um, to help my mental state. But physically, I now understand that, okay, hey, if I'm going to go play basketball, I'm going to enjoy it. I do understand that I'm going to feel really bad after it. And I'm probably going to have to take a nap or I'm going to have to, you know, maybe work from home that day or different things because of doing that. Um, and again, in my situation, I'm very thankful that uh, my boss and and those guys are so supportive and they work with me on those things. I tell people all the time, if I had a different job going into this, I definitely would have been out of that job by now because there's no way I learned so much and it took so much trial and error that we now understand those things. But before mm -hmm. it was like, you know, I didn't know what I could and couldn't do. And it was, it was testing as we went, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you kind of touched on this a little bit, but let's revert back asking for help. Asking for help in general is so hard for people. And I was actually talking to someone today on a podcast conversation that it's, it's almost ingrained in us that we can do it alone. You can do it. You it's always told to us, like you can do it, but there comes a point in life where you realize community help family. Like it's like this big spider web, it's all together and it's coming together for your greater good, but you have to ask for help. Sometimes how have you had to kind of battle asking for help and, um, relying on family or yeah, friends? Like, oh, absolutely. My, my friends and my family, I literally could not do this without them in so many senses. And, uh, but again, like you said, you know, we're ingrained with, I can do it. I should be able to do this. I'm strong enough to do it. And there are times during, during this process where, you know, I do feel that way where I can, you know, talk myself back into the game essentially. And you're like, you're good. You got this. Um, but then what, you know, the more you're on the journey and the setbacks come and you go through these cycles where uh, you're feeling good and then you get sick again, or, you know, you get another test back and what's that process look like. And um, for me, I had to really teach myself that, when, when my friends and family tell me that they're there for me, that I am not a burden by asking them for help or simply reaching out and saying, listen, like you don't even have to say anything back. I just need to get it off my chest and speak yeah. it. Um, and sometimes just saying it out loud. There have been several times where I've done that, where I say, hey, like I'm not even looking for a response or any kind of, you know, feedback, this or that. I just literally need to say this out loud. And that in my personal health and my professional life have helped a ton. There are just 
moments where you feel, and this is anything in life where you feel overwhelmed and you feel like you need to work through it on your own. And I've learned that as I, especially as I get older, um, and I would say my health has helped me with this, that I function so much better when it's out there. Here's mm -hmm. how I'm feeling. Here's where we're at. Let's work through it. Um, but that took a lot to get to because I'm very much a, I'm a problem solver. It's what I like to do. And I like to fix things. Um, and in this case, my health isn't fixable. I don't think it's yeah. more of a manageable type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I also like to have control, right? So that was the other part of it is controlling the controllables and what I can control and Ooh. to learn that there are certain things that I can't control, right? And to give up that control or to succumb when things become out of my control. I was literally just about to ask you how yeah. the word surrender has shown up in your life. Yes. So it sounds like surrendering control has been a huge part. Huge part. Um, and understanding when I can fight that and, you know, try to still have some control, but understanding the consequences or just understanding, hey, man, there is literally. And, and my prime example for this is, um, you know, I know there are certain things that trigger a health flare for me. Right. Again, the heat and the sun are bad for me. There are certain things. But there have also been certain days where I have done every if you would have said, hey, what'd you do today? And I was like, I got up, I took my time. Uh, I laid down and I took a nap. I did all these things right. And I still got sick that night. Right. So there are like that's where I've learned that even if I control so much at some points, I still have to let it go. And my body's going to do what it needs to do or what it wants to do. That was kind of the biggest lesson for me, for sure, is surrendering to that and being like, listen, my body says we need to stop. We need to stop. Mm really listening to yourself too. And, and giving yeah. yourself grace in that moment yes. of like, yes. I don't have to be everything. I don't have to do everything. For sure. And, you know, I, at 23, I was set in a career, uh, which doesn't always happen coming right out of college. I was set. Um, I knew what I wanted to do. I, I still love my job seven years later um, and, th and things like that. So I was very fortunate to have that control. Um, and I knew where I was going. I didn't have those stressors. I had a fiance who's now my husband, you know, a lot of my avenues of life. And I tell people this all the time, everything in my life is amazing. I wouldn't change a single thing. I accept my health is questionable a lot of the times. Right. right? Um, so that part of it is so interesting because because again, on the surface, everything is amazing and it is, and it couldn't be any better. And then there are just days where my body is like, Hey, that's all you got. And you don't ever know how long it's going to last or what it's all going to entail and whatnot. So yeah, having the grace to understand. And, you know, there are days where we'll work for 12 hours, we'll go do a project, we'll train people, we'll do this, we'll do that. Um, and for the longest time I could do all that. And now I can't train people because it's too much on my body, right? So yeah. we have molded my position. And, and this was always in the cards anyways, that I would be an operations director and I would probably not train and things like that. But training became more of a stressor for me because I can't, it's hard for me to exert my energy physically and mentally into people like that because it takes all of it out of me and how my body needs to function basically, right? So mm -hmm. that was one of the hardest things for me was okay, well, a year ago, I could work for 12 hours and do all these projects and work out and do this and do that. And now if I know we're doing a big project that day, I'm probably not going to work out that day. Yeah. But again, having the grace, like you said, with myself to be like, listen, it's okay. Like, it's fine. You're doing the best you can. And that's what I don't think people tell themselves enough. Do your best. Nobody else's best is it, you have to do for yourself and your own best. Yeah. And a lot of times I think when, when we kind of take that step back and like almost get off our own pedestal, right. Cause we're yeah. like, oh my gosh, we realize that we set the bar high for ourselves. Very rarely is it someone else doing it 
for us. We have these expectations of self that we have to break up with and what, especially if they're, you know, not a toxic way or not healthy or not conducive to life, right? They're not adding to your life. It's like, you have to break up with those expectations and be like, well, who was really holding me accountable? It was me. I was doing it. (laughs) So, so like being, having that awareness to just step back and being like, it's okay. If I do this, it's all right. But I'm sure it also kind of mess with you from having to take a step back from training and and noticing, Hey, one year ago, I could do these 12 hour days and now I can't. Did you also feel or struggle with like a sense of I'm failing my clients because you, you weren't showing up for them in the same way? hundred percent. Um, I'm a big, I don't want to fail anybody. Right. Like Mm -hmm. things that I do. And like you said, you know, I have my own expectations. And like you said, I probably have created these scenarios, but I don't want to let anybody down. Right. I'm a, I'm a people person. Um, I don't want to let my boss down. I don't want to let my parents down. I don't want to let my clients down. Like I want to do right by everybody as best as I can. And yeah, when, when I physically couldn't keep up with what I mentally wanted to be doing, that was super difficult. And, uh, one of the things that I've learned as we go is, you know, to feel all of your emotions and that it's okay to have bad days. Cause for a while, you know, I'd go to have a bad day and I'm like, no, no, you're good. Like, don't deal with it. Or like, not let myself fully feel how I was feeling. And now I'm a big advocate on you know, if I'm, if I'm just mad at the world that day for what I'm going through, I need to feel those emotions. I need to realize that it's okay to have that bad day. And I always say you can lose a battle, but you can't lose the war. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm allowed to have that bad day, but I can't sit in it then. Right. So, uh, and I think trying to think about it in that realm has helped me a little bit in terms of, you know, there are you, and everybody has them where you're in a funk, you wake up and you just not, you're not feeling it. You're mm-hmm. like, it's, it's just that kind of day, right? This day, um, yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. And you have no idea why sometimes. Um, yeah. And that's kind of how it is with my health. Like there are just days where I'm like, oh, it's just not good. And for yeah. a while I try to talk myself out of that. I'm like, no, like feel it, be mad about it. It's okay. And yeah. you can't, you can't walk away from it all the time. You have to, you know, kind of face it head on and just say, it's fine. We're going to deal with it today and tomorrow's going to be better. And maybe tomorrow's not. And guess what? That's okay too. But you can't get completely stuck in it. And I've told that one of my good friends, uh, we were talking about the one day and she's like, well, maybe you need to go do something. And I'm like, listen, I'm like I do. I said, but I need to feel it and I need to be in it for the next two days. Like I just need to let myself mm. feel it and be a part of it. I said, and then I'll know enough to move forward. But if I, if I do something today, I'm going to be pushing it too much. And that's not going to make me feel good physically or mentally. Yes. Um, so I think as you go through it and that's kind of, again, as you said, you know, surrendering your grace and things like that, I think I've gained more over this time. And that's a huge reason as to why I want to reach out to anybody, you know, like me, a young 23 year old who started going through this, who had no clue where they're, and I still, you know, and you never fully figure it out, but I'm like at 29, I wish I knew what I, you know, hindsight's always better. And that's how I feel now. It's like somebody else is sitting there going, I'm angry, but I don't want to feel angry. No, feel it. Be angry. Mm. Embrace it in a sense, like let it out and then move on. It's okay. Yeah, I was, it's one of those, I love that you touched on sit with it and not sit in it because we have this ability to just kind of park in our pain, you know, like, and and we do this in so many different ways levels of life, whether it's, you've lost your job, you've lost your spouse, you, um, I I don't know, maybe your marriage fell apart, right? Like you, you can sit in that. You can meet someone who was divorced 15 years ago and they are still just as bitter 15 years later. And you're like, Whoa, 
well, we have some healing to do here. <laughs> like, yeah. So, but so sitting with the feeling and just really allowing to see like, where is it even in your body? I know a lot of times, like if I'm feeling something, it's if it's in my chest or is it in my stomach? Is it in my shoulders? It's like, you're feeling it somewhere within your body as well. It's like that body's telling you, Hey, 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 wait a second. We need to sit and chill for a second. Like we don't need to be social today. We can just give ourselves a little grace and hit that reset button. And I think sometimes we forget that we can hit that reset button, whether it's today, tomorrow, one week from now, you can hit that reset button anytime you want for your mental state of how you show up. So yeah, sit with it. Just don't park in it. Yeah, no. And you know, what's crazy is it's super relatable to fitness, right? Uh, You know, Mm. people get into nutrition, I do a decent amount of nutrition calls. And, you know, somebody eats bad over the weekend, and then they feel like they've ruined everything. Like, no, man, it's okay to have those days, right? But you you don't have to get stuck in it. You didn't ruin everything you did because you enjoyed the weekend, right? But when it comes to Monday, get out of it, get back into the good and move forward, right? Um, So I think it's all relatable in that aspect, too, of like, people fall off a little bit with something, and then they get lost in the fact that they fell off, they get down on themselves. Oh, I messed up. I did this instead of looking at, oh yeah, well, you know, I had a bad day, but I'm going to move forward and tomorrow I'll get back on it. Right. So I think it it all relates to each other in that aspect. Yeah. We carry that shame and that guilt of like, uh, I did this. And instead, if we were just to see it and like detach ourselves from that emotion and just see it as a, oh, all right, well that happened and move on from it. You rebound so much faster. Yeah, be kind with yourself, right? And yeah. and sometimes you have to say it or, you know, I don't know, there are different ways to, we don't like to see that we've done something like that in a sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't like when I have bad days. I don't like when I'm short with people that I shouldn't be and things like that. And that stuff sits with me because I'm a very big relationship person. Yeah. Um, and there have been so many times where I'll send a message just being like, hey, I was, I'm sorry, I was like that today, you know, yada, yada. And a big part of that or just anything is just being aware and knowing it. And if you say it out loud or type it, even if you don't send it to anybody, just to to get it off your chest uh, and to handle it and then have that grace to be like, it's okay. Like this happens. And again, and those people that are there for you understand that and they're not going to, you know, hold you, you know, they're going to, if it is a problem, they're going to let you know. And if it isn't, they're going to say, Hey, don't sweat it, but we sweat it and we create those problems. And that becomes a bigger issue, right? (laughs) Yes. It's so true. My, my oldest daughter the other day had said something embarrassing in front of a cute boy. And she was like, Oh, like her face is red. Right. She's like, Oh my gosh, he's going to think about that forever. I was like, I'm a hundred percent sure you're the one who's replaying it in your head. (laughs) And like, not him. Cause we have this ability to like, it feels so much bigger to us where if like you've ever like you know talked to a cashier and they're like hi how are you and you're like have a good day and you're like what did I just say what you know and then like you think about it they probably didn't think about it twice you know so it we do it in the smallest of ways and then like you're showing it we do it in these big massive ways too in life so retraining our brain of how we talk to ourselves and how we process things is massive Oh, yeah, the world is all about, you know, be kind to others. And I 100% Mm. agree. And I'm so big on that. Because again, with an invisible disease, you don't have any idea what most people are going through, not only physically, but mentally on the same term. But an even bigger message for the world is to be kind to yourself. You're doing the best you can. And if you're not, then you're going to feel that and you're going to improve, right? Um, But only you can control that. And that's, I think, something that's hard for people is, uh, and you know, I, I said this the other day, too, like, 
if you don't love yourself, nobody else can. Like you have yes. to love yourself. So it's like, even in that sense of being kind, right? And you're so right. I mean, I stew on things I say and I'll bring it up to somebody and they're like, dude, I didn't even think twice about that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. all right, well, you know, I thought about it for a week and a half and it really <laughs> bothered me that I, you know oh, what I mean? I got this off my chest. All right, we can yeah. move forward now. Right. But I, so I like what you do too of when, when you are having a bad day or you're short with someone, it sounds like you're then taking ownership of your actions. And this is to me a critical step in just life in general right? Is taking yeah. the ownership of our actions or reactions when we're not always responding because we don't know, like if you, if you would have just like snapped at your boss and then that became a habitual problem and you never took ownership of it. Well, chances are what could have happened. They may have let you go. Right. Of like, okay, sure. well, you're kind of turning into an asshole here, Meg, like, yeah. but, but instead have using your voice. I say all the time, there's so much power in using your voice of just one saying, Hey, I wasn't being my best self. I'm not feeling well today. I think I overdid it. Boom. They're going to give you grace or saying in that moment, using your voice and saying before it even happens, guys, I'm having a really bad day today. If I'm short with you, I'm just, just know it's not personal. Right. And just setting the tone for all, for what it is that way. If you are short with someone, they're not thinking it's personal. They just know, okay, Meg's having a bad day. Boom. No, and, and you're hundred percent right. And that, that would happen. I would be short and somebody would be like, did I do something wrong? And I'm like, no, like I'm, and I'm sorry. And, and that forced me to take ownership. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we do in, in today's world, I don't feel like people take constructive criticism a lot and it was yeah. hard. Don't get me wrong. It was hard to swallow for a while because, you know, on one aspect, you feel like you're doing the best you can, but on another aspect, you kind of need to listen to those around you. And if they're telling you like, Hey, this is what's happening. You have to be able to listen. And that's one of the biggest things communication wise that I pride myself in, um, in my relationship, especially with my husband is we're going to agree to disagree, but we're going to listen, right? You may not like why I'm upset and you may think it's silly, but all I want to know is that you're hearing what's going on. And as long Mm. as you acknowledge that you hear what my issue is, I'm good. We can move on and vice versa, but we're not always going to see eye to eye. As long as we can agree to disagree, we can have a conversation about it and we can move forward. I'm good. We're good. And it was kind of the same thing with this, right? Like, no, I didn't want to hear that I was being short and that I was this and that I was that, but I needed to for my personal development. And that's one of the things I appreciate a ton about those closest to me is that they're Mm -hmm. not afraid to tell me those things. And yeah, it does take my own ownership to be like, Hey, I am doing that. I need to move forward from it. And that again, isn't easy to do, but if those guys weren't in my corner to tell me that that was an issue or to let it stew until it became too big, boiled over, and then we got too far beyond it to be able to save it then yeah, that, that's not good either. So yeah. there's so many pieces that go into it in a sense, but a lot of it falls on, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing good at this and I need to be able to do better at it. And that's a big, you know, when you feel like you're doing the best you can, a big thing to work on. Yeah, that is, it's incredibly massive to, and, and that's just a piece of self-development. When you look back at 23-year-old Megan, how do you, like, what has been the biggest transformation of your personal growth in the past six years? I would think just what we kind of talked about, honestly, Mm. ownership and communication. Um, I'm still sick. Uh, I would say I'm sicker than I was then, but with a better understanding, which is funny. I thought at 23, it was the end of the world. And looking back, I always laugh. I'm like, man, if I was a sick, if I was that kind of sick now, I would say I'm having a great day, right? So that all changes your perspective changes, right? Perspective in a sense is a big one. But yeah, I mean, I think the ability to communicate, um, the ability to take ownership of bad things, and the ability to just give myself grace in, hey, it's okay to have those bad days. If someone is listening today and they're facing this battle that you know so well, what's a bit of guidance or support that you'd like to share with them? 
just to go with the journey, um, understanding that finding the answer doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be at peace with it and try to find peace in other avenues of it. You know, try to find peace in your good days, try to find peace in finding a treatment that's working, um, you know, understanding that. And if you do have the diagnosis, you know, understand that that doesn't have to define it either. In a sense, you're not defined by your illness. You don't need to be. Um, you just have to learn what works. Honestly, what works best for you and what what works best for each individual. And learning that you're that's going to change along the way, right? Like you asked, um, you know, what's the difference between 23 year old Meg and 29 year old Meg is just learning and understanding that that part's going to change and that my dealing, my coping is different. My understanding of it all is different. And to learn as you go and don't think that, you know, it has to be one way or the other uh, and, and essentially trust the process, trust those around you, trust that you're going to get to where you need to be uh, and try to stay as positive as you can with it. Don't let yourself fall into the rut. Uh, we call it's a, I listened to another podcast actually, and it talked about um, how our bodies get viruses and how your mind can get a little virus. And it can just be that negative thought and that negative thought can feed. And if you fuel it, it's going to win, right? But if you learn how to combat it, like we give ourselves medicine and things like that to combat those viruses in our uh, physical system, right? But mentally, you know, that virus, if you continue to feed it those negative thoughts, yeah, that's going to grow and it's going to become a big issue. But if you hear that negative thought, think about it, understand that it's just a negative thought. You don't actually feel that way or, you know, talk yourself through it. It's a lot easier to manage and you're going to beat down that virus and move forward in a more positive light. Wow. Talk about amazing advice. Seriously. So I know that this is just going to be followed up with so many people wanting to connect with you. Where can they go to find you and connect with you further? Yeah, I mean, easiest uh, Instagram, uh, my tag is at Mrs.Meg.Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R. Um, and then my email is Megan, M-E-G-A-N, and then a period, and then my maiden name, which is Herb Street. So H-E-R-B as in boy, S-T-R-I-T-T at gmail.com. So Megan.HerbStreet at gmail.com. Uh, those are the two easiest ways. Um Megan Meyer on Facebook. But yeah, anyway, you know, the person listening out there that is like me, even if it's not the same situation, it may not even be a health issue. Just looking for somebody to talk to, bounce ideas, happy to help. Oh, I love it. Megan, you are a bright light in this world. You are aiding people in life mastery. And this is what we're here for. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for letting me share my story. I really appreciate it. You're doing amazing things by letting people come on. I've listened to a handful of the shows and and I love how you guide people through it and allow them to share their story and understand that we're all in this together. Oh my gosh, my heart. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Megan's perseverance and incredible mindset is admirable on all levels. Be sure to connect with Megan further. I've linked her email and social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. I also love your five-star rating and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you tune in and turn it up. I'm back on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday, but until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend. <laughs>